The Download with DP, a weekly podcast talking about high school and college sports right here in Central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up on Channel 1450, and what we're looking forward to. Episode 49, Season 2. Just in case you thought I would shut it down after getting to 100 straight episodes, you were mistaken. I'm back again. We are closing in on two straight years of this podcast dropping every single week with Springfield area sports guests and myself keeping you up to date on what's happening in the sports scene. Let's get to it. Last Thursday, got to see Rochester pick up a win over Mount Zion to start their baseball postseason run. More on that shortly. On Friday, the big sectional soccer game in Normal. Rochester and Glenwood round three, and it's the Glenwood Titans getting the 1-0 win over the Rockets on a goal from Lila Frankie to advance to the Tuesday Super Sectional. On Saturday, I was at SHG for the Glenwood vs. SHG regional title baseball game. Parker Detmers and Charlie Linderman pitched great. The Titans get the one-run win and advance to sectionals. Also Saturday, Pleasant Plains Soccer wins third place in the state. The normal U-High Pioneers win the 1A state title. Congrats to the Pioneers and in track. Jackson Kern from Auburn and Mason Coy from Lutheran go back-to-back, winning state titles as juniors and again as seniors. Coy in the high jump and Kern in the 300 hurdles. That leads us to Tuesday. Glenwood gets the win over Triad 5-0. In the 2A super sectional, Ryland Law scores five goals. She's only a sophomore. If you don't know the name, get used to it. The Titans get over that hump after Triad beat them in the super sectional the last two seasons on their way to a state title. Yeah, Triad was back-to-back state champions, and Glenwood beat them 5-0. They head to state on Friday. We'll get to more on that shortly. First things first, Wednesday night, Jack Sweeney and the Myron brothers powered the Rockets to a huge upset win. Everyone was already planning for Saturday's matchup between Parker Detmers and Blake Walters. But Rochester beats Muhammad Seymour on Wednesday night in the semifinal to advance to Saturday's sectional championship game. Okay, Thursday night, I will be at the Whiskey Myers concert, but follow Leanna and Michael. For updates from the Lincoln sectional where Glenwood takes on Champaign Central or you can listen on the radio. On Friday, I'm heading up to Naperville. Glenwood plays Chicago De La Salle at 11 a.m. at North Central College in the 2A semifinals. If they win, they will play at 1 p.m. on Saturday for the state title. Friday afternoon in Chatham, the Glenwood Titans softball team plays Mount Zion for the 3A sectional title at 4.30 p.m. On Saturday, state soccer game. The title game at 1 p.m. Like I said, if they lose, they'll play at 11 for third place. And in the 3A Lincoln Sectional Baseball Championship at 10 a.m., it will be Rochester and either Champaign or Glenwood. Monday is Super Sectional Monday. Whoever wins the Lincoln Baseball Sectional plays at Milliken at 6 p.m. for a trip to Joliet for state. Whoever wins the Softball Sectional will play Monday at Milliken at 4.30 for a trip to Peoria. That's what's coming up on Channel 1450. Make sure you get your tickets for the award show. It's our second annual. It's on Wednesday, June 28th. Okay, enough of me. Let's get to this week's guest. It's Glenwood Baseball Head Coach, Casey Erickson. All right, I'm joined by Casey Erickson this week, and I'm going to start with an interesting question. Get your brain going a little bit. What's your top two baseball movies of all time? Um, I'm going to have to go Field of Dreams. Okay. I love Kevin Costner. He's one of my favorite actors. Um, I catch myself watching Moneyball a lot. Okay. I really like that movie. Uh, but man, the list, there's so many of them. Yeah. So many good ones. Bull Durham's another great one with Kevin Costner. Um, but yeah, one of those one of those three. Have you been to Dyersville? I have been there. No. Yeah. Have you? Uh, yeah, my uh, my parents are actually from that area. Or my, my dad's family grew up up there, so we went. they took us. Um, I'm the 
oldest of four, so they took all four of us to play, awesome, play there and get cool t-shirts and stuff. So Heck yeah. yeah, really, really cool spot. Um, what about the movie Sandlot? Yeah, I mean, my kids are really. I have to throw that one there because that's one of my probably top three. Yeah, baseball. It's a classic. I can recite the line probably the whole the entire movie. (laughs) I see so much, but my kids are really into that movie right now, so that's good. Um, How cool is it to to kind of see as your kids get older um, that progression of of passion for baseball? Do you can you kind of see that now as they're growing up? Oh, it's amazing, Uh, and especially they get to be around these guys. Yeah. Um, It's uh, very very blessed to be able to do that. Um, and have the opportunity for my kids to be around this team. And um, I mean, my nine-year-old baseball team does the same chant in the dugout after we score runs that these guys do. Yeah. I mean, they're literally, you know, looking up to these guys so much. And um, yeah, I'm very grateful for that opportunity. And um, if if my, you know, if I'm not here coaching a, a, a practice or a game, I'm, I'm at this field over here or or at Spartan um, coaching my my kids. So. Right. Um, they it wasn't hard for them to fall in love with the game. They they didn't have much of a choice. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of what I figured with your your family and the kind of the background there. Um, what's your first kind of memory of baseball as you as you grew up? Um, I just remember I just remember everyone talking about my uncle Roger um, and my father that, that who played professionally as well. Um, probably the, the memories that I had the most as a child was was idolizing my brother. Uh, my brother was like this iconic shortstop who uh, also, you know, he started as a freshman in short. He started as a freshman on the basketball team at Lanfear. He was the quarterback of the safety. So, like, he was, like, the, one of the most talented athletes I had ever heard of. And um, so me and my friends idolized my brother. I mean, whatever he wore, we tried to dress like him. Uh, but I... I one of the memories I have is him his signing the contract at Robin Roberts Stadium up in the up in the press box yeah. with the with the New York Mets. Um, so any memory, any, you know, anything that involved him uh, as a player, um, that that's going to be in, in my mind forever. You know, especially when I was a kid. So, what's the age difference between you two? Uh, about ten years, okay. ten years apart. Yeah. Yeah. So you really could look up to him because he was. Yeah, I, that, that that magical figure almost. Oh like, yeah. How did he do all this stuff? And I probably annoyed him. I, I looked up to him, but I also annoyed him because I wanted to, I wanted to you know play with him and be around him and stuff. And yeah. He was, uh, you know, always at a always at a field working on baseball. And um, but yeah, we had a pretty good age gap there. So I would pester him more than anything just to get some attention from him. Uh, but growing up, man, I mean, he was. I, I just wanted I wanted to be just like him. Yeah. You know. Um, and uh, yeah, he was a heck of a ball player, no doubt about that. You talked about your uncle. When did you kind of find out about you know the whole family and how deep that kind of tree already was as you guys were growing up? Um, I can't say specifically like what time, but um, I just you know my my uncle uh, he played from like '78 to '82 and in the big leagues, uh-huh. um, and um, after that he started to. Uh, get into lessons and um, he opened up his own hitting place um, on the north end he had a the, I think it's is the field house still over there yeah, I think so, yeah. so he used to he used to uh, use the field house and he had a hitting place up there um, he had another place off of Sangamon that was uh, over there kind of by the fairgrounds that he had a, a store and, and a batting cage so I was always in and out of those places um, 
and the, the history with him was rich with just the North End and what he kind of knew who Raj was. And, um, so, you know, it, it was really everywhere I everywhere I went with my dad. My dad knows everybody. You know, it's like everywhere I went. He doesn't know a stranger when he does. We had to stop and talk to everybody, and I'm just like, let's go, you know. And but um, yeah, it was it was great. It was a great childhood to you know grow up around these guys who were all professional ball players, and uh, it was like I said about my kids. You know, it was not hard for them to fall into the game right now, and this is the same for me. It was just like, oh, my last name's Erickson. Uh, I better be good at baseball. <laughs> you know, um, so uh, yeah, Roger. Roger was iconic to me. I mean, he, he he taught me how to pitch. I mean, him and my dad molded me as a pitcher. They taught me the mechanics. They they taught me the the, the off speed stuff and, and everything. So very grateful for all the knowledge that they passed out to me. Did that name once you got into high school come with a little bit of pressure at all? Um, it did, and and I. I don't know how great I was anyways, but I don't know how good I was um, in, like, junior high, you know. I don't think I was just, like, this projected stud, like, kind of like Parker was, you know. You're like, all right, Parker's, this kid's huge. He's going to be really good. His brother's already really good. Um, but, you know, once my arm started to get some life to it, kind of figured out that I could, you know, throw the ball by guys. And, um, but um, I didn't feel any extra pressure I, f- I felt more pressure playing like football and stuff. Yeah. You know, as a quarterback, I just kind of making things making things go. But I mean, I'm, I'm just very comfortable on a baseball field in general, and especially on a mound. I mean, um, I really enjoy being in control and, and, and you know having the ball in my hand. So. Because being the, being a pitcher alone can be, I mean, like you said, you you're the only one with the ball, so there's a lot of eyes on you on that. Um, but did you kind of feel? Not to say at home, but kind of feel at home when, when that was the case. I did. I did. Uh, you know, wasn't the most comfortable in, the, in a classroom setting. Um, and other, just, you know, other places. But, yeah, on, on a mound, I mean, I was I was very comfortable. I was confident in myself. I knew if, if, I, uh, if I did my job, and, and I had a good defense as well growing up, uh, it made a lot of plays for me. Uh, but I knew that um, you know, once once the bus pulled up and the, the team got off, I wanted them to think, "Oh my gosh, you know, we got to face Erickson again today." Um, so I I really enjoyed competing, um, and you know, what's better than competing on the mound when you got the ball? You know, and, uh, being in full control of the game. What do you What do you see about What do you still see about baseball? Um, that's different from other sports in terms of why why it's special. People always say, well, "How can you not be romantic about baseball?" What right. do you see in that ter- in terms of that? Oh, um, I don't know, man. There's just baseball's different, you know. Football's very active, you know, and I could go on and on about sports. The basketball's back and forth, back and forth. I don't know. There's something about base- baseball where, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> You know, little things like you get announced when you're when you're coming up to the plate. You know, new pitchers in the game, you get announced. You know, football, you don't you don't hear that. You know, you know, there's no there's never eyes on you specifically really as a football player coming in and out of the game. You know, guys in the bullpen warming up, okay, he plays his music, he runs on the field, and all eyes are on him. Um, 
the sound of a wood band, the roar, roar of crowds. I mean, it sounds cliche, but I mean, there's just there's just ups, so many ups and downs in the game, and, and so many sounds and um, just different aspects of the game that, to me, it just makes it special, you know. Um, but I don't know. I just it's easy to love baseball, you know. For for me, uh, it's it's just an easy to easy game to like, you know. And, um, and I like other sports too, you know. I'm into football, and I I, I like basketball, and follow the NBA and stuff. Um, but yeah, those they don't capture me like baseball does, you know. Like you said, there's just something it's kind of romantic about it, and just kind of like I said, you know, just different things that happen during a game. Um, it just I don't know, it just grabs you. When you get the job to be the head coach of the Glenwood baseball team. You know what comes with that and what the history is here. Um, looking at it now, a couple years later, what's something that surprised you that maybe you weren't expecting about this job? That's a good question. Um, I, it could be nothing. I don't know. Maybe you were completely prepared. But, I, I mean, I feel like in baseball you're never completely prepared. I mean, no, no. Um, I don't know about surprise, but um, it's... You know, this is the first time I've ran a program. You know, I've coached. I was assistant coach for Torcelli in college for a few years. Um, then I came here and started coaching the freshmen. Uh, but you know, being the head of a program, you're 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 working hard with your your assistant coaches at all three levels. You know, uh, communicating with those guys about different players or different situations or different things that have, that happen, whether they're good or bad. Um, planning practices, planning, you know, the transportation, the umpiring. I mean, there's just a lot that goes into it. And I have really good help um, with my coaches, with our athletic staff, um, you know, our scorekeeper, Marilyn O'Brien. I mean, the list just goes on. My, the, the, my dad who takes care of this field. Um, Adam McCord takes care of them. There's just so many people that are involved that make this happen yeah. it's it's incredible you know and, um, those people never get recognized for it and they, they should be um, I try to recognize them at the end of the season and stuff um, but there's so many there's so many different aspects of this uh, of a program to, to kind of make it go daily um, and I'm real appreciative of all the help that we're getting that I'm getting to to, to keep this program where it's at you know and um, you know, Pat Bowie, he built this thing from the ground up, you know, and um, I feel a, a, not a, not pressure, but I do feel a responsibility to um, continue to grow it um, and continue to win, you know, because um, winning's fun. <laughs> uh, so. You've been in plenty of different programs and different situations at all different levels. Um, here at Glenwood, when it comes to the Glenwood baseball team, can you feel a sense of pride and compassion when those kids earn that G and that hat and say, I'm a member of this team, I'm a member of this program? Yes, because it's not easy. No. We had 71 kids at tryouts this, this winter. Yeah. Uh, that That's a big number. And, you know, we know that we can't have that kind of number. Just, it's just not manageable. Um, so it's very competitive. Trouts are competitive. Winter workouts are competitive, um, and just throughout a season, I mean, you, 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 I, 
I always start with the lineup at the beginning of the year, and I keep it because I want to see how much it changed over the, the course of the three or four months. Yeah. And um, we've made some changes, you know. And people have lost their spots. People have earned spots. Um, but the bottom line is it's, it's, it's my job to put the best product on the field um, to give us a chance to win. Uh, so uh, that's what I try to do. It, you know, it's, you're not always going to keep guys happy. You know, it's uh, it's hard to keep everyone happy. You know, but um, the common goal is we, we want to win. You know, so uh, I feel like we need to do whatever we need. You know, whatever is necessary to to win ball games. Um, no matter you know what that what that that means. You know, so that success obviously speaks for itself. And when you have Three guys in the Maytons who are playing in the major leagues. You have Reed, you have Jason Worth in the career he had. All who wore that G, it's like, okay, kids know that the first step is to get make the freshman team or to make the, you know, and that is not, not nothing that you can fix or do, but at the same time, that comes with wearing that G, and I feel like that's something that you're obviously proud of, and that's why you wanted this job. Um, but at the same time, that comes with a lot of, of extra. Yeah, I mean, what guys, you know, guys like having guys like Parker in your program or Reed and uh, and, and the Maytons and stuff, I mean, it it makes everyone else around them better uh, because you're seeing a, a guy who's going about their work professionally, uh, and and to me, would that's it's just kind of it's contagious. You know, you see a guy working hard, you see the extra work he's putting in. And you see that he's driven to, to play at the next level, and you're like, man, all these guys have done it. Why, why could not? You know, it gives players a little sense of hope and, um, and pride, and, and with that comes expectation, you know. And uh, so a lot of these kids, you know, they're they're expecting to to, to play at a high level, play, uh, you know, get a college scholarship, and continue on and, and, and play. Um, and with you know, when you have guys like like I just mentioned, the Maytons, the Detmers, and Jason Worth and stuff, uh, I mean, it just it, it gives these guys some motivation. It gives them some of a, something real, you know, something real that they can see and be like, you know, man, this guy is all playing on the same field, wore the same hat, you know, wore the same uniforms, went to the same school, and you know, it's not just one guy up there; it's it's multiple. You know, multiple guys in the big leagues. Um, so now, uh, <clears throat> is that going to happen every generation? I, I hope so. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> but um, it, that would be very difficult if, if it did, um, because you know you're talking about such a small percent of baseball players that get to the big leagues. So to have four or five guys from this small town is something really special. People are probably still in the water trying to figure it out, right? <laughs> they have to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, what's it, not only do you have to run a program and, like you said, worry about winning and worry about lineups, um, what's it like this year when you have 10 to 15 scouts calling you every week saying, hey, when's Parker pitching? Well, how, do you, how do you manage that? Because that's something that I don't feel like a lot of people even know or understand what goes into that. Yeah. I don't want to complain about it because I, I hope it happens every year where I got scouts calling me. Um, but yeah, um, 
I get some. T- I'll get texts and calls and hey, you know, when's he throwing Saturdays? He throwing Sunday? You know. Um, I enjoy it though. Some of the guys that that are scouting um, were scouting back when I was yeah. playing, so um, I may be familiar with their names or familiar with them. Um, but it's it's been it's been fun watching Parker develop these last uh, not only a few years but just the last four or five months. His maturity and his work ethic, and he's just really driven, and um, and he's ready for the next level, whether that's at Louisville or, or whether that's uh, professionally. But um, things are a little different. I think he's got a. There's a website that he gets on um, that these players are they're posting their their dates and, and the, the times they're pitching and where it's at. Um, I think it's like Midwest Scouting Report or something along those lines. So Parker does, he, he handles that stuff and he puts that information out there. And then I'm the one that gets the calls and says, hey, is, the rain, is it going to rain or is the game going to get canceled? And we've had a couple this year where I felt really bad. Uh, but, you know, it was just out of my hands. I can't do anything about it. But, you know, you're flying in from like Arizona. Yeah. I sat next to the guy on Saturday that flew in from Denver. And he, he was talking about the game that he watched the night before at 8 p.m. And then he was, you know, obviously here in Springfield at 10 a.m. To, to watch that game. Yeah, what a wild lifestyle that is, man. <laughs> I mean, traveling around watching. I mean, it'd be fun, but I, I would say it's pretty exhausting doing what they're doing, trying to find and watch all these different players from all around this area. Um, but, yeah, um, you know, I'll get I'll get a common the common questions, you know, what kind of person, what kind of guy is he, is he? good teammate, how's he doing school, stuff like that. Those are easy answers, especially with a guy like Parker. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's he's got high character and uh, he's a great teammate. He loves baseball. He's just he's fun to be around. Um, so those are easy questions to answer. And I don't think I've met two nicer parents for any athlete that we covered than, no. than Chris and Eric. <laughs> no, they're good people, man. They're easily great. could be standoffish to a certain point of <laughs> the success that they've had and what, sure. what their family is dealing with, but yeah, it's, right. it's incredible. Um, well, I don't want to keep you too long, so we'll kind of wrap it up with just kind of looking at this this sectional. Um, this will come out on Thursday morning, so we we'll already know who's playing in one of the game in one of them. But right. as you look at your your first matchup in the sectional, um, you can't really take it for granted because it's so hard to win a regional, especially around here. But you guys have been able to do that. You've gotten to the sectional championship in the last two years at least. Um, what's what? How do you feel like this team is is playing right now as we go into um, the sectional semifinal and, and hopefully Saturday? Well, I wish we were swinging the bat better. Um, we we were hot in April. I thought we were. I mean, our lineup was really tough to go through. We were just doing a really good job of putting the ball in play. We were being aggressive. Um, lately, I I don't think we're swinging as well. Um, but as long as we're executing the little things. Um, I think we put ourselves in a good position to win a game, you know, but um, I think we're going to kind of rely on our pitching, you know, to uh, keep us in the game and, and hopefully our offense can come up with some, some timely hits. And you have to be pretty comfortable with that, knowing that you have guys like Parker and not only Parker, you have some pretty good arms that maybe don't get the recognition they deserve because, you know, Parker is as good as he is. Yeah, we've, we've, we've got some, some good arms. I mean, Lane Morton, um, Stephen Hardwick and, Cho- and, and Alex Chopra's been outstanding out of the pen. Um, Lane and Marconi's been outstanding out of the pen. Lane's not even going, 
you know, play baseball. Yeah. She'll play soccer. Like, yeah. dude. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like, because he's really effective. We were down at Edersville, and, and Funkhauser was, you know, I brought Landon in in the, in the fifth inning. And Funkhauser comes up. He's like, man, I really like that left. Soccer, yeah. <laughs> and it's like you're kidding. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, no, he's really good at soccer too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, we, we got some depth, and, and you know, we're going to rely on them uh, for this this uh, hopefully this run. Hopefully, it's you know, last longer than one more one game. You know, um, but we're going to take it one game at a time and um, prepare and, and get ready for this this game tomorrow. Awesome, thanks, sir. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thanks to Casey for his time. If you can't tell, he's clearly a great guy, and I had a blast talking with him. That's it. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you next week.